When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This show is brought to you in association with Labbooks. Just click the link on the description to the show, sign up, and get a free bet up to £50 when you enter the promo code LAD50. Go on, do it. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I am Boyd Hilton. Josh, psychic Josh Landy is sitting opposite me. I'm here. Resplendent in grey. Thank you, you're also wearing grey. Yes, I am. In London, a bear with a nail through its head as your jumper. Teddy bear, yeah. yeah. What, what's that about? Uh, it's just a design, you know. I don't know. I'm not, it's, not, it's not a sign of aggression. <laughs> no. Honestly. Okay. Fine. Don't we'll worry. Put a picture up so the listeners can understand it because it's a bear with a bow tie and a nail thread. It's quite interesting. Yeah, it's, I think it's a, it's a fine artist of some kind. Um, we're joined by football, actual football commentator Trevor Harris. Welcome, Trevor. Thank you very much. I have not a speck of grey. Trevor, sat, Trevor's tones are so commentator, aren't they? <laughs> I feel it's like state, I feel proper. Already. <laughs> Will don't feel in any way inferior because you're not a professional commentator. You're <laughs> still that's that's little Will AFC. Indeed. As he's known on Twitter, otherwise known as Will. Just Will, yeah. Just Will. It's a great name. The one, the only Will. Um, how are we doing with the guest booking for the Prime Minister, the, uh, the Shadow... I don't think called? he's ever going to be the, the leader of the opposition. Minister. He's not leader the Prime of the opposition. Jeremy Corbyn. Jer- Arsenal fan Jeremy Corbyn is on our wish list of guests. It's in the pipeline. Yeah, is he? Well, it's, uh, the might... question's been asked. Okay, has it? Um, well, on the, on the podcast, but have you been in touch with the press, Labour Party press? I've been in touch with someone there who said, you know, we'll come back to you. I wouldn't like have to... Have you really? Yeah, I wouldn't this like to good. mistake the listeners for thinking that we're very far down this path. I can't I'm even just checking find that, that you old... made that initial inquiry. That's the initial email went out. Brilliant. Yeah. 
Definitely. Anyone else on the... Uh, I mean, we mentioned last week that it's a bit rude in front of guests to sit there talking about other guests. And no, you've done it straight away. Future guests. No, we know where we stand. It's no, fine. that's fine. <laughs> I'm not saying... That's no diss on the current guests at all. That, that's a misunderstanding. The current guests are brilliant, obviously. We're just saying in the future guests, we like to... Yeah. We're throwing it out there. Okay. Like, you know, I'm just... Sure. All right, I'll, I'll stop talking about other no, guests. That's all right. <laughs> um, on the agenda today, we have the... Uh, well, the kind of contrasting fortunes of Arsenal. The... The frankly, what should I call it? The embarrassing, slightly embarrassing. The I don't think it was annoying, irritating. Boys. All right, disappointing. Disappointing. Okay, yeah. well, we're already discussing it now. Performance against West Brom, in which we lost to one West Brom shot. Good stat there mm. from Josh's list. And in contrast, the rather excellent performance overall against um, Zagreb at the Emirates the other night. Um, and uh, I thought we'd talk about the fact that our only decent defensive midfielder is calamitously injured for at least two, three months? Three months. Three months. Who could have foreseen that, Will? Well, Do you have to answer that right well, now? Well, I, I know you want me to answer the manager. No, later, yeah, later. Okay, later. It's a menu item. Oh, it's a menu item. Okay, yeah, fine, I'll refrain. It would be madness to deal I'll with it. away from the mic. To deal with it at this early stage. Um, and we're going to have we're going to look at the um, the kind of bit where we do predictions and we look forward to the next game. We're going to do it in a separate podcast, Josh. Yes, it's a maverick move. You won't have to pay for anything. It's just going to be a separate one, like the day after yeah, this one comes out like or something. Dessert being served yeah. at a later stage. And a moose bouche. You look forward to the souffle, right? Exactly. Yeah. Thanks, Trevor. Yeah, there you go. And I'm um, also later in the pod want to hear from Trevor because he's been all around the world and particularly had a month in Chile. Watching a couple of the Arsenal youngsters, sort of. Um, so I want to hear about that at some point later in the. Did pod. you just watch a couple of Arsenal youngsters? Or no, no, no. Sorry, I should have explained. Yeah. Well, Trevor can explain. It was the uh, the Under Seventeen World Cup in Chile, right? And I did the whole tournament, um, and there are a couple of interesting points. Not kind of connected to Arsenal, but also right. connected to English football generally, and how the FA, as per usual, haven't got a clue. Interesting. Go on. Mm. Provocative at this early stage. Big words. Big words, very big words, Will. Um, so let's look back at... It seems so long ago, I always say this, but sometimes when, they, when we do... But it does seem quite a long time ago um, that we failed to... Well, we lost to West Brom. What went hideously... Will, did you go? You always go, don't you? You go to every, every away game. Yeah. And Josh as well, both I of was Josh. Both Not together. Trevor, were you there? No, I was you commentating were on that. Oh, there you go. <laughs> we were all there, except me. Come on, Boyd. Um, I was, what was I doing? I was watching it, obviously watching it on dodgy feed and listening to it on the radio and generally getting the full, the full version. Um, didn't I, feel like, go on. Well, I'm just going to, you said it was embarrassing before. I don't think it was embarrassing. I thought it was hugely disappointing. I don't think we did enough to lose the game. I don't think we necessarily did that much to win it. But, you know, the whole context of the, of the game, West Brom weren't very good. As, as you mentioned, one shot on target. We were really good second half, to be honest. All, all good second half. Certainly good enough to get a goal. And it's a, it's a freak miss from Cazorla. But I want to talk about that Cazorla penalty. I don't know if I'm getting ahead of myself. But maybe I'll just talk about it. Talk about I don't it know now. if you notice on the, off doing you... the commentary. And I know you're doing the, the international feed. But Craig Gardner's behaviour oh, when that penalty was poorly. given, it wasn't picked up on match of I don't know if you even know about it, Boyd, from, from just not being there. But it was driving me crazy at the time. As soon as the penalty was awarded... Gardner was straight over in Cazorla's face, rubbing his hair, whispering in his ear, putting him off, moving the ball, doing loads of like ridiculous antics. This does not happen in other sports. I mean, can you imagine, like you know, Phil Mickelson eyeing up a ten-foot putt to win the Masters, and Woods is in his ear. <laughs> trying to, I mean, you're going to miss. Ridiculous. You're going to miss. I thought it was pathetic. It was absolutely pathetic. 
it was absolutely terrible. And mm. eventually, I was thinking, where's our captain? Do something about this. Eventually, Pear str- like, stumbles over, yeah. takes Gardner away. And as he's taking Gardner away, Olsen comes over and just moves the ball off the spot. So we had to relay it about three or four yeah. times. So I'm mentioning well, this, and I'm like, mm. I hope that doesn't affect him. Re- it shouldn't be up to Murtis. It should be up to the referee. It should yeah, be yeah. an offence. It should be a booking. Yeah. If you've placed that ball down, that's it yours. Is. It's, it's unsportsmanlike conduct. It should be yeah. a booking. It should be something. And I know this sounds like sort but I was no. saying to the boys with me, he keeps moving the ball, look at it, look at it. And then I kind of thought, oh my God, please, like, don't let it affect you. And of course it did. And the second he missed, again, Gardner straight over rubbing his hair. And you may remember the Birmingham Cup final we lost. And it was How the same man, Garner, oh, after Martin it? scored rubbing Chesney's hair into the ground. Oh my God, the, hair, the phantom hair rubber. It was Barry Ferguson. Was it Ferguson? It was Barry Ferguson oh, and Craig Gardner playing Will, that team. Will's done you. Oh, I've got told at the time it was Garner oh. by everyone around us. If we all would have believed it if Will hadn't wow. contradicted you. Okay, no, I, no it, I'd rather I was corrected. It, 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 it's it, obviously it, endemic in the Midlands, isn't it? Yeah, that's what we There's a Midlands hair rubbing thing going on that's ruining our penalty taking. I know it sounds like, you know, crying over sound. No, no, no. What I was going to say. so horrible behaviour. No, I was going to say, actually, on the radio at least, I didn't watch. How did you not watch Match of the Day? God, I didn't record it. But on the radio, they went, they talked about the encroachment thing and in fact the commentator said that he thought they were going to that the referee was going to order them to retake it in fact no Which, I, think it's, you're, I think it's two different things what we're talking about is is the player right in Kazola's ear before he takes it oh yeah no no I know right there was that as well right. there yeah, was, also, then, was, there? was, there was also general encroachment right. as well the thing is you the can, whole, it was a whole kind of litany if you like of pre before the penalty was taken of, of, of unsportsmanlike behaviour yeah. whatever but certainly it, at one point the commentator said in fact he said on the radio oh it looks like they're, they're going to have to retake it and then he went no 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 they're not going to retake well, it well I'll tell you what it's, it's a good test actually next time you, you watch a, well, any game and a, the listener's the same and there's a penalty yeah. Have one eye on the edge of the box because yeah. I reckon 90% of penalties there's at least one player encroaching, and sometimes two or three. Yeah. And very, very rarely do referees no, make the penalty retaken. What happened? What did, I mean, what did Kazula do? I mean, it was just kind of well, his, his, bizarre. His standing leg <laughs> t- hit the ball first. And even then, the goalie ended up, it, it, a goal <laughs> kick was taken, not a free kick. And of course, it should have been a free kick for a double touch. You can't have you, once the penalty taker's touched it, he can't right. then touch it again. So even he got that wrong, the referee. You know, he, he, a goal kick was taken. I mean, it was just a ridiculous like minute of mm. horrible. You know, and also it was freezing because West Brom, as you as you <laughs> oh, may know, God, is the yeah. highest ground in the country. Yes, and it was just frozen, and the whole day was a bit crap. And then we got stuck in the car park for about forty five minutes. Yeah, and that wasn't get, what you wanted. Getting out of that ground was absolute oh. murder. Can, can I, I tell you where I think Arsenal? went wrong and it's it's not rocket science at all and I'm sure you've probably had this point raised many times over the history of your podcast is that when you've got someone like Steve Bold sitting on the bench one of the best defenders Mm. in Arsenal's recent history and yet the team cannot defend corners or free kicks I mean the first goal the free kick was about 45 yards from goal, and we can't defend it. What does Steve Bold do? Does he just put the cones out? Why is he not sorting our defence out? So I want to raise just another point on that free kick, yeah. and it was terrible. And yeah. Arteta had the biggest impact substitution, I think, in I'm Vengas sure we'll come time. to him in a minute. Well, you, want, you asked why I used the word embarrassing. These are the reasons I used the word okay. embarrassing. So I'll tell you what was unusual, actually, about Arteta's performance for that first goal. What was embarrassing about it? Well, he gave the free kick away, didn't he? He gave yeah. the free kick away. Yeah. And it, compl- a lo- and it was definite free kick. Yeah. yeah. The ball then goes in and he doesn't track his man he gets yeah. blocked off but what was unusual once a goal went in usually at that level the players kind of all put their heads down and sort of trudge back to the centre goal 
two of them, Ozan and Giroud, both made visual like aggression almost to Arteta straight away. Yeah. And you see it on the replays as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think Ozil sort of puts his hands in the air like that and Giroud does a sort of striking of his arm down to the ground and they're both staring at Arteta, who's their, who's their captain, let's not forget, on the pitch. And I was kind of like... What does that tell you about what they're really thinking about what's going yeah, on? I mean, I can, oh, by the way, I can take that from Ozil, who hasn't put a foot wrong for the last couple of months, but for Giroud to, to pick on someone else yeah. for being well, a bit Giroud of a twat. Giroud always comes back and you know, does his bit of defending. But on, on, the, on the wider point, and as yeah. Arsenal fans yeah. as yeah. I am, do, yeah. you, do you not, every time you watch an Arsenal game, home or away, whether it's a Champions League game, a Premier League game, or an FA Cup game against a non-league club, Every time we concede a corner or a free kick in an even vaguely threatening position, I've got one eye closed because I can't watch because I know there's trouble coming. I feel better with Peter Cech these days. Than it helps. I, I know it the helps. first day of the season was like the opposite of him doing that, yeah. but since we haven't... Well, I, I don't... Do I, I detect a note of dissension? I don't really get that feeling. <laughs> I used to, but I think we've improved massively on it. I think we improved in it in the second season Steve Bowl was the assistant but just on the West Brom game I thought the defence let the attack down a bit because they went out we went out pretty much all guns blazing we got the lead and against the Tony Pulis side this is the thing that really annoys me I can't stand Tony Pulis I can't stand the way he plays football and I always say to myself he's never going to make any progression in his managerial career if he plays the same bog standard boring caveman football he's going to manage clubs like Stoke West Brom West Ham all of these kind of clubs and he's just going to play the same thing every time and we can't deal with it he's beaten us every time well no he's not beaten us every time he's beaten us pretty frequently yeah. when he's played us and it's just annoying to see him there in his baseball cap and his box fresh trainers and his manky tracksuit <laughs> celebrating Again, that was the first kind of gripe I had. But the second one, it was it is a bit disappointing when the two most experienced um, kind of players uh, on the pitch make make like such a silly mistake. Uh, but also, if you once you concede a lead to one of his sides, you don't get it back. They make the pitch so small. No matter who they play at right back, they had a centre half playing at right back, had Chris Brunt playing mm. at left back for a lot of the time. No matter who they've got, they know how tight. You have to stick to your man and how narrow they make the pitch. It's so frustrating because it's back and forth. It's back and forth across the box. And it's just, just a, a really frustrating defeat, to be honest. The one thing to say, firstly, Tony Pulis is never going to manage anyone better than any of those clubs. Thank, you know, thank Man God. United are not waiting for him to become available, he's nor bit, Arsenal, nor Chelsea. He's like oh. kind of Jane Austen, isn't he? Deadly dull, but part of the <laughs> curriculum. He's kind of always there. <laughs> Wonderful. I think that's, that's, doing, that's doing a huge disservice to Jane Austen, frankly. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even like Jane Austen, don't I? No. <laughs> I'd much rather read Pride and Prejudice than uh, watch listen West to Brom. anything. Watch West Brom or listen to Tony Pulis for more than 10 seconds. Or, but yeah. Or, uh, but no, it's a yeah. good comparison. But that's, this is why I used the word embarrassing. There's loads. Of, a, yeah, we keep losing. We can't, we can't tactically beat Tony Pulis, this genius of the game. Um, the other, Arteta, the single most embarrassing performance by an I'm hype picking on. Why is he? Why ah, is he still? Why at the is club? he there? Exactly. Why is he there? I'm, exactly. And so I, we know because Wenger's not ruthless. The thing, but this is the thing. So I, I tweeted after the game. You know that it was just complete deja vu upon deja vu. That, that I thought that game. Sometimes not every single game, right? Does prove your theories about Arsenal or about your team. Some games are like, oh, that's an accident. You know, other games you're like, oh, they played out of their skin, and they. But that for me, some games do show the problems with the club, and this for me was one of those games because it absolutely showed our lack of strength in depth and why is a player like Arteta still there? And it and it just proves to me the fundamental problem that we aren't going to actually in the end win the league and we aren't going to win. Any, you know, we're certainly not going to challenge the Champions League or whatever because of these kinds of issues. We're not. We're just that bit away. That game proved to me 
everything that I think about Wenger that is wrong with him came true in that game. There's, much. there's, there's two things, and I, I do want to slightly disagree with what you said right at the start of the show, boy, yeah. about our only decent defensive midfielder being injured. I don't agree with you. I think Matthew Flamini is a very good defensive midfield player. And what I didn't understand at West Brom was that, A, why Flamini didn't come on instead of Arteta. Couldn't get that. But the second thing is, and we were talking about Wenger not being ruthless and letting players go, uh, Flamini himself turned down a move to Besiktas in the summer. Arsenal were prepared to let him go. And he said, no, no, I'm going to stay here. So we were going to let him go. But hang on to Arteta. Yeah. Oh, insane. Priorities insanity. just the wrong way around. Absolutely. It's insane. not insanity. Arteta plays a very pivotal role in the club. He's very involved in the academy coaching. I think he'll go on to be a coach. Then take him off it, the playing yeah, roster. Let him do that. Don't let him do anyone in the effing <laughs> pitch. <laughs> I, can't just, no, I, don't. I mean, Liam Brady probably plays a important role in the club, but, I, you know, Rodriguez he was. I think we already called one of our earlier podcasts in the season, Arteta's a lovely man. Something like that. And that yeah. does some of what we think. He, he, it's not a he's criticism one... of his personality. No, of course. Right. It's that's just what we his playing ability oh, come on, now. Come on. He, he never plays. He's we did. He's, he did in this game and we lost. I know. He, he gave away the free kick. He, he, he lost his man. Then he scored, he scored an own, own goal. goal. Then he got injured and went off. Yeah. Okay. I mean, well, come I, on. I think, no, I think it's quite hard. Well, you're doing a manful harsh. job defending. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not, defend, I'm not fully, fully defending him. I'm just saying it's, he, he's played probably about four games in nine months. Four games too many. He's sitting there. It's not his fault he gets picked. He's out there just he always tries his best. Would have had no problem. Thing. And, he, and he, he is very important in, the, in Arsenal being stable for three or four years. And if, we, and if he hadn't played in the, the FA Cup always. final against Hull, I'm, 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 defending, I'm, defending the, I'm defending the service he's given Arsenal mm, previous to this I game, know. which I think is very, there very are, valuable. Yeah, you've gone weird... back 18 months. There. We've, just, no, well, we've talked about this before. There's a kind of clique of someone. slightly hipster Arteta defenders who think... There was one that was late in the season last year. There was a blog. I can't remember who wrote it. There was a long, quite a long blog saying he's actually amazing and no one realises it, blah, blah, blah. That was no, his mum. It was his mum, yeah. But, no, bullshit. He has been <laughs> one of the reasons we haven't been good enough for me for quite a long time. He's fine. He's a, he passes sideways brilliantly. You know, great passing accuracy. He's one of those players whose stats look great, but what has he done to contribute to us winning stuff over the years, hardly anything, I'm sorry. Here's the problem, not the solution. Schneiderlin would have been one of the solutions. What's Schneiderlin doing now? Buying him would have been a great addition to the squad. Keeping Arteta is not a great addition. I'm not saying keeping Arteta is is great, but I don't think adding Schneiderlin does anything. What's Schneiderlin doing at the moment for one of Europe's best clubs? Well, if he's, not, he's not pulling up any trees at all. And he, would have co- he would have cost a lot of money. I'm okay, just saying, Cockerlan Co- for me has been one of the revelations in the oh, last no, two absolutely. years. He's been fantastic. And for him to get injured, is, it, obviously it's a massive shame. But I, I think it goes to show that cash, you say, you, ca- I don't think cash solves everything in this. In but this are you saying you wouldn't be putting Schneider in the head of Cockerlan at the moment? I mean, uh, I love Cockerham, but I have to. Uh, sort of of Arteta, I'm saying, or Fl- and well, Flamini. I tell no, you no, who yeah, I yes, put above, but not, not above Cockerham. No. Tell you who I put above both of them, who we were allegedly linked with. I know we've been linked with every player mm. under the sun. Uh, Vidal, if we got Vidal, yeah, yeah. I think oh, yeah. would have made a huge. Yeah. I mean, he's a superstar at Bayern. Yeah. Would have made a huge difference. According to John Cross from the Mirror, he he said the other day that there were loads of central midfield, defensive midfielders we could have bought. Oh, that's and, we, and we just and, and in the end, Wenger did his classic thing of going, thanks, no, thanks, I don't John. want to ruin the atmosphere, the atmosphere of the club, look, and Arteta, an and he went down the little wheel line of Arteta. I can't think, no, can think of one listen. use for Arteta uh, in a playing sense, and that is. If we are in the Europa League, he should be the first name on the list oh, of that's uh, that roster. Yeah, I agree with you. There me. is an argument here, to be fair to both Arteta and Wenger, that he wouldn't be playing but for a, you know outrageous amount of injuries in the squad. Oh no, right, that's the other thing. So, so, that, so thank you for mentioning that, Josh, because this is my other thing that proved to me about that game is that 
Well, of course, since when do we start thinking we're not going to have this number? We have them every year. We have this number of injuries. We have the worst injury, okay, but major that- injury crisis of any major club every year and year out. What, who, what naive idiots thought that was going to change? What- so that's another reason why he should have fucking strengthened the squad. What's unusual about this year is they're so, you know, just in the field basically. has been decimated. Actually, if you look yeah. at the, you know, people are going on about all the injuries you've got. But then there is an argument to go, our back four are our top. You know, our first choice back four. We've got a great goalie. Up until this week, you've had Coquelin. It's actually the absolute spine of that first. And you've had Ozil and Sanchez in there. How many first-teamers are actually out at the moment? What? Maybe there's an argument for two. So, But the fact that Arteta's playing is because it hasn't been a Ramsey. It hasn't been a Wilshere. Um, I don't know. Is it, it's been, all these players are yeah. just not out. So we can have a go about Arteta playing, but he's only playing because of the problem. Why Flamini didn't come on ahead of him, I can't understand. Because had Flamini come on and played at West Brom... You would, have allowed, you would have said Arteta could have played last night against Because Wenger probably thought, oh, I should right. give Arteta some playing time because no, he's well, fucking we, nuts. We were 1-0 up when Arteta came on, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, I think just, just on a rational and a tactical basis, he just wanted to retain possession. He, he, he didn't think West Brom was good on the ball as we were, so he wants to get Arteta who in there as a good ball player and just retain possession. On the for, no- from a managerial point of view, that's on the note of being, what he was bringing On the note of being 1-0 up, did you see the stat I put on there about... Was it the last 25 games we've been 1-0 up? We've gone on to win. That's correct. Which is an outrageous uh, stat to not give away points. So it is an unusual. It's a, a blip. And I a, think it's one, 1 in 20. We, uh, 24 out of 25 because the Spurs game, we were a goal up and lost, didn't we? When Harry Kane scored late. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. so there's almost. All, all I <laughs> so can do is take. <laughs> I, no, 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 no. I'm not. I no, didn't. I I didn't was, to be that fair. was one of my stats last week. That's why I remember. Uh, this has come from the Express in the very brief research uh, I did, uh, and they copied and pasted what's, it. What's, what's the latest stat with um, with Ozil's assist rate? Is that still is that stat still going? What, what, yeah. Once scrutinised, Ozil, I think he, in seven league games he has assisted in each ever game, that's, which that's beats right. the previous record right. set by. Ozil and with six so he's, he's saying <laughs> so he's, he's setting his own, own boundaries assist wise yeah. today someone said an ex-player who was it said that to um, become a properly world class player he needs to do more than just assist and he obviously did score Thierry, Thierry, Thierry there you go Thierry. Thierry. I, I, I don't disagree with that but the one thing I was just going to mention boy, I'm mm. totally with you on the injury thing with Arsenal I mean if you looked at Chelsea's bench in yeah. the Champions League game in midweek Remy yeah. Pedro yeah. Uh, Zuma I mean, we haven't got no. one creative no. name on our bench that could change the game. They're all injured. Forget, forget <laughs> Chelsea's bench. I was looking at West Brom's bench the other day and going, Berahino and Lampert will both get a game, like game time at the moment with us. It's, you know, there's, there's but you know what I'll tell you why I don't think he picked Berahino for that game. Because he knows his team aren't creative enough to use him properly. The, the way they beat Arsenal, and the way he beat Arsenal when he was at Stoke all the time... Free kicks, corners, set pieces, big men up front, knock it down, whatever. That's what he does. Mm. He's very successful at it. None of us like him, but you've got to, you've got to accept him, yeah. he's a master of that mm. art. But I, I just remember a few months ago, at the beginning of the season, I'm not, by the way, I'm not all doom and gloom. I'm just, you know, we will get on to our excellent performance. <laughs> <But laughs> and the fact we're only two points off the we're table. Two points on the we, top. You know, I know, I know. To I know. Leicester I'm, City. I am, I am reasonably happy, but... I do think it is extraordinary that a few months ago, the start of the season, we were like, we're not going to have the injury crisis we always have. We're not going to have those games where we get beaten by clearly inferior opposition and we're, you know, mentally weak. All those things are still happening. I'm just saying, you know, actually, even though we are 80 points off the top, 
and you know we, we kind of probably might actually end up getting through the Champions League. I don't think there's We're, anyone all doing all the same issues are still there. That's the bottom, my bottom line. All the, the same issues are still there. There's no one doing like imagine football fans up and down the country doing their podcasts. Who's happy at the minute? Oh, Leicester, know. Leicester. Only okay, Leicester. <laughs> who are But Leicester are hundred. Spurs fans are happy. Leicester are hundred to one. Sorry to say, Leicester are hundred to one to win the league. Man United fans are booing their Spurs fans. Think they're going to finish above us. That's great. Good for them. Good for them. They need to look at the last. They've always been a little um, <laughs> ill-informed, haven't they? they have. a little club. Is, no, no, are they, no, they, no. How are they getting on at Carabag in the Europa League at the moment Absolutely. while we do this nonsense? Were they Carabag? Yeah. Don't, don't not carry We might be playing them next season. I know, season. I know, God. <laughs> next um, year, in about three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, you're absolutely right. But no, it's amazing that no, no team seems to want to win the league and all of that. But you can't, you can't excuse us having the same issues we've had for the last five, six, seven years just because everyone else has been crap as well. You've got, to, uh, you know, our podcast is about our team. And from, as far as I'm concerned, we've, we have got the same issues. Now, moving on. Okay. I won't go on about it because we did play really well against the admittedly pretty shit Zagreb. <laughs> what was your verdict on that? I mean, it's pleasing to see that's the performance that you expect for me. And the other thing is, you haven't even mentioned his name on, the, on, your, on your menu, but Ozil, I mean, he, is, he was absolutely yeah, of course. a ph- phenomenal The thing about Ozil, and, 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 you know, he does some magnificent things. You can't argue with the assist record. It's a, it's a factual thing. Mm. And he certainly improved dramatically from where he was, say, a year ago. Yeah. My issue with Ozil is, and I thought the game in midweek, perfect case in point, in a game where the opposition is seriously inferior you're at home you get a fairly early goal which takes all the pressure off and then he can do his flicks and his tricks I think you go a goal down at home to a decent side that is when players like Ozil I'm not sure Mm. whether he lifts it sufficiently and what he still does and I remember saying this the last time I was here on the podcast it it just winds me up I still don't think he's physically strong enough he gets knocked over and he stays on the ground appealing to the referee give us a free kick it's not a free kick in England you you can actually make a challenge here still just about (laughs) thankfully Um, so I'm not going to say the jury's still out because I think he's been a good buy but I still think there's, there's more to come from a £42 million player. I would avidly disagree. Okay. Um, I, Ozil doesn't need to go in hell for leather for every challenge. He doesn't need to go out for every header. He's a type of player who operates on the ground and he operates in the final third and he is world class. There's absolutely no doubt about it. We, I, with, the, with the one nil down thing, I wouldn't agree with that either. We played Southampton um, in his first season at Arsenal and I had the same doubt maybe three, four months. He obviously could see the glimpses of his class but in that Southampton game we went down to ten men. For me he got a stupid red card. He nearly dragged us to victory. He, he's, he's an introvert footballer. He doesn't show his emotion all the time but he is world class. If I was compiling a world XI right now he'd just miss out but he'd nearly, nearly get in it. He, he is different it, gravy for me. Well, he, personally. He, he, he certainly wouldn't be anywhere near my world at Evan, I'd say that. But all I'm saying is you look at the the top players in the world, not just talking about Messi and Ronaldo, Suarez is a great example. Sanchez actually is a great example. Yeah. They never stop working. I'm not talking about throwing himself into tackles. What I'm talking about is being strong enough to withstand the challenges but I that think he, he gets. But I think he works in a different way. He, he has very good stats for covering distance. He has very good stats for covering all areas of the pitch. I, don't th- I think you don't see it because his, maybe the application of what he does isn't so visible. But I... I generally would make the case for Ozil being a contender for player of the year this season. I don't no, buy it at all well, that he doesn't, right. he might, that he doesn't he care might. or he doesn't challenge. He has been one of our best players well, last year. I wouldn't disagree with me. that. I just want to see some steel to yeah. go with the style. Think, That's what I'm saying. I, don't you think he's a bit more steely and a bit more proactive and a bit more... take? I mean, I'm going to use the phrase take the game by the scruff of the net, which feels slightly weird when it comes to us. But for me, 
the last, in, in recent games. Yeah. And I don't, I, no, I do. I do. He, he has actually, he does kind of get the ball more. He's kind of, for me anyway, he feels much more vibrant as well as the, the kind of the skills, the silky skills, and the incredible passing and the assists and all that. Actually, for me, he is a little bit more steely and a little yes, bit more. Yes, a little, a little you more. You know, I think that's his, almost as his confidence is, is I mean, yeah, it's weird to that's... use the word confidence when it comes to someone like him. Yeah. But I do feel that as I think the, the crowd's so much on his side now and journalists have, are now, you know, I think stuff like that. I think he must be aware that there's a general feeling oh he's having a really good season yes. all his skills going so I think he's, he's just kind of being a bit more of a, of a visible presence on the pitch I wouldn't disagree with that at all no I think that's fair enough and certainly as I say from where he was a year ago yeah. a massive massive improvement I think so yeah I'd say Will he does show his emotion when Arteta doesn't track his mark he does show a bit of emotion I, he, he, definitely, he definitely shows emotion I definitely I'm somewhere in between I, I think obviously the blows well there, there is no doubt you, you feel that sometimes you can do more I think what he's so wonderful at is finding space like, like no one else on the pitch and and it, you know, he always receives the ball and does so brilliantly with it and the assist. But you do feel there's something more that you you, you could see. I, I know you can say it's not his style, but sometimes you just Fair. you want to you want to see a bit more from him. And I agree, oh, you don't yeah. want to do it because the fans. And you know, I, I hate the idea. That, you know, someone's got to run 50 yards needlessly to you know close down a keeper so the crowd applaud him. But I think that there's still a bit more to come, which is exciting. You know, that there's potentially a bit more in there and a bit of toughening up it can be done. And apart from that, Alexis was obviously. Alexis I mean, was was you know very very good and hasn't stopped him. Fingers comments in the post match press conference were really interesting because he got asked why yeah. didn't you give Sanchez a break and he yeah. said because having a break makes him unhappy. Yeah. He doesn't want one. Yeah. He just loves playing football, doesn't he? And it's yeah, just it's extraordinary. <laughs> and you know, even there was a you know in, in this morning's press conference head of the game against Norwich, he, there was talk about this very small hamstring worry that he might have had. Oh yeah. But the guy just seems to be relentlessly playing. I mean, you know, we're going to come on to Trevor's trip to Chile, but the bloke has been back and forth to South America playing in big games. Like, not just, you know, friendlies going through the motions, playing 45 minutes, it's, 90 minutes for Chile. It's astonishing. When he was playing in, uh, in Uruguay um, during the international and then came back, I think he landed Thursday night. And I did that exact same trip, or actually a bit further, to, to Chile because his was an away game in Uruguay, away game. Um, and I know, I know the company I was working for they're a great company they put you in the front of the plane and even then you're, you're exhausted I, I can imagine how you get off a plane he's gone 13 hours there 13 hours back and then after one or one and a half night's sleep and your body clocks all over the place expect to run around for 90 minutes in the most competitive league in the world I can't believe how they do it frankly yeah and be our best player not only just sort of be there and be part of it, just be. Right he just seems very happy, doesn't he? To me, like he's always smiling. In, in I think he's like. A was it a penalty of... at the end? I haven't seen it back on telly. I think it was. I, I think haven't seen it back was. on telly. But um, it was. But then, with, but... There was another one for them that they should have had. If no, I, had, I actually meant the one in Zagreb. Oh, not yeah. the oh, one where's from because he went down, didn't he? Appealing yeah, 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 in the last oh, yeah, ten yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, that was a penalty. I only saw it live at the time. It looked live. He deserved it. He'd done so well in the build-up to that. But boy, the exciting thing now is, of course, I know you were negative a few weeks back after the. Mauling we got in <laughs> Munich, but of course I I argued it was roughly what we expected on the night in terms of the results, and that it was going to yeah, be yeah. all right. We were going to beat Zago and Bayern would do their bit. Although you know it's not nice it being out of your hands, and now it's in our hands. And we we yeah I, we've I qualified for the Europa Cup. No nope. league. Yes, we have. But I, at half time, I shook hands with my friend Daniel, who sits just in front of the Emirates, and I said, "We're going to Greece." So we got home and we booked straight away. I'm going Greece. And it's um, so we need it goes a, with excitement. We, we need, need to win by two clear goals. Is that right? Three two, I think, is enough. It's three, three two. two or no, three three two three two is enough because then it goes on goal difference when ours is better. 
Yeah, we've got yes. our goal difference no, really, is like 3-2. We don't really want to live through a 3-2. Well, I think the, the, we, just, we can't defend. I'll take I'm not sure, actually, We can't defend, <laughs> so our attitude should be we need to score three goals. Yes. And hopefully they won't get three themselves and that'll be fine. Which, you know, Walcott might be back, your love child, <laughs> and Giroud. <laughs> bloody wise, playing, so. and we got Oza, Kazora, Ramsey. Why can't we go and score a couple But don't of you think it's just classic Arsenal, isn't it? Yes. It's kind of like teasing you. Yeah. Teasing <laughs> you. Remember what happened with Monaco last year? Remember yes, the Milan, remember yeah. the Milan game? 4-0 oh. down, then we're three oh. up at How home. Can we can't get the Van fourth Persie. goal. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind so of So it'll like be either like three, it'll be two all. Or it'll be 1-0. 1-0 one 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 will be horrible. It'll be a one. missed penalty in the 91st minute. <laughs> someone's rubbing Kazola's yeah, hair. Yeah, someone rubs Kazola's hair. I think um, the, the Flamini, gone. The, but, sorry, I was going to say the slight twist. It's in the group stage. I mean, we normally just coast the group stage. We, we're usually going to Greece looking to the under-15s to see who we can put out yeah. right back. Well, it was yeah. 19... Uh, where, whereas now, yeah, that is, yeah. we're going to put the forward. 1999, the last time we failed to get out of the group stages. So I mean, the only reason, the yeah. only reason I'm even... I mean, this is a slight exaggeration, what I think. But the only reason I'm even slightly care about about it is because we'll get a lovely trip somewhere, hopefully, in the next round. We're not going to win this thing, are we? We cannot win the fucking no Champions chance. League. No, no chance. I mean, it's, the whole thing is slightly like pointless. Well, why don't isn't you it? come to Greece and uh, yeah, be there for come what along. will be an Anfield '89? What day is that? And what day is Greece? Ninth of November. That's December. my birthday. Can I just say? Well, oh, brilliant. Souvlaki, the Acropolis, so is Parthenon. <laughs> it's all there. And isn't it so? Isn't the atmosphere so scary now? There. there was a thing on, on the radio the other day. They asked Wenger about it in the press. Their derby oh, was called yeah, off. Yeah, there, there was like so much um, like violence, basically. But it's, it's like it, it's basically like you take your life in your hands by going. Hate, so good luck, boys. I don't think I hate they hate as, that as much as was it Panathinaikos? Is that their, their rival? Yeah. 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 I'm if, you had, anyway, if you had a big birthday piss up, you yeah. could almost single-handedly rescue the Greek economy, couldn't you? Get all your mates <laughs> there, buy a lot of booze, and you're right. Maybe I think should be a trip. Organise a trip. I like do that or watch it in a pub with my mates and. Right. Either say, way, there's say, alcohol involved. One of the, the two. Say, we'll see you for the trip for the last 16. It's absolutely. That, that is exciting, though. Um, Do you think we're going through, Trevor? Just, uh, yeah, I no, don't. I don't. I don't. Will does, don't you? Um, oh, <laughs> not so sure. <laughs> no, I, I think yeah, I think we'll just get through. I think we'll be very, very close, though. You Josh? don't sound like you believe it. I believe we're going through. I believe. I believe. Um, I do believe, as Arsene would say, I think we... I think we probably will. For some, I don't know why I think we will. Yeah, I think we we're underdogs. We're, you know, in the, yeah. In book, by the book, yeah, book book a nice birthday By the thing I wanted to mention about Flamini that also isn't on the menu, which is the most. Did we mention it last time? The the um, the fact there's going to be a multi billionaire and is invented. You know about this, Trevor? You, no, you, what's you, this? You've been away. What's one of the greatest stories in the history of um, mankind? Flamini <laughs> is the lead investor, I believe, one of only in this in this company that has basically created an alternative to oil. In um, energy, in the energy business, and is going to make bit, tens of billions of pounds out. Wow! Yeah, maybe he's he could, already. Maybe he could buy a player then for us. Yeah, basically, he's <laughs> going to be worth more than pretty much like you know half the club owners in the, in the league in the country. So, can be. we finally thumb our nose at Roman Abramovich? He's, he's going to take <laughs> yeah. over. I mean, I think these questions <laughs> have to be asked. Do you know, I just found the the New York Post's opening paragraph on this. A bench warmer of one of Europe's biggest soccer teams <laughs> might be worth more than the American billionaire who owns the team. And he kept yeah. his fortune a secret from his friends, family and teammates for seven years. How good is that? That's brilliant. Matthew Flamini, a 31-year-old Frenchman who currently plays for Arsenal, secretly created a company that made a scientific breakthrough that could bring an end to the use of fossil fuels. There you just, go. Just, just the end to the use of fossil fuels. Nothing major. You know. <laughs> what do you do at the weekend, just Matthew? Yeah. Here we go. alternatives to Flamini's oil. company <laughs> could be the first entrant in a brand new market worth upwards of $30 billion. I mean, that's a good achievement. Not as good as his goal he scored um, a few Spurs. weeks ago against Spurs. Up, but 
moment ever. Yeah, in world, but it's up there, world, yeah. definitely. Anyway, so I just want to mention that about Flamini. Can we try and get him on the podcast as well? Matthew Flamini, yeah, yeah. absolutely. He doesn't need the money. Anyone though. else? Can you can you spare me forty seconds just to do my under seventeen World Cup? Oh, I was going to get onto that before. Oh, okay, so, fine. Great. So by, just to London, if you're wondering where the hell our predictions are going to be for the next game, <laughs> which is what against Norwich, is that right? Sunday, absolutely Sunday, four fifteen. Um, we're going to do that on a slightly, on a totally separate podcast. It's Not slightly. Like um, and so before we go, we're going to talk about your tour. Your, and also let me mention the Labrooks thing. Um, so we've got signed up with Labrooks to give you some exclusive betting odds and offers that we have. What have we done out of them? We've wrangled them, we've Josh. Wrangled. We have wrangled them out of them for you. Follow the links on the description of, to this podcast or on our Facebook page and Twitter feed. And there's a free bet of up to £50 when you click on the link and enter the promo code LAD50. What has been happening... On the tour, which so have you actually seen some talented young Arsenal players? No, oh. um, <laughs> I've seen some talented players Arsenal right. should maybe buy. Oh, okay. Um, no, just very briefly. Yeah. Um, under seventeen World Cup just concluded in Chile. I, yeah. I was there for the whole tournament. I didn't actually cover any of the England games because it was spread around the country. There were right. five commentators there, but obviously I speak to my colleagues who did. England, as per usual in these tournaments, were an embarrassment and a disgrace. <laughs> uh, their results: they drew one all with the footballing mighty footballing power that is Guinea. They lost to Brazil. Guinea? Guinea. They lost to Brazil. And then in a game where they knew they had to win, they drew nil-nil against Korea. So basically three games, no wins, and one goal. Wow. One of the reasons that I say that we're a disgrace, no other country does this. No other country does it. Every other footballing nation picks their best squad of 21 players, their best mm. under-17 squad. We don't do this. Uh, you remember Reese Oxford, who was man of the match against mm. Arsenal for yeah. West Ham, first game of the season? Well, he would probably be... Most people would assume one of the best 17-year-olds in the country, certainly in the best 21, didn't go. Why not? Because West Ham wouldn't let him. It's, when, when there's a full England squad, there has to be a genuine injury for the player not to be released by the club. Under-17s and under-20s doesn't apply. Do you look through all the history of these tournaments, the likes of Messi and Buffon and Neymar, they've all played in this. Jack Wilshere didn't. Wayne Rooney didn't. Mm. There's a very, very few. Sturridge is one ex- uh, exception. But other than that, and it, it just really riles me that the FA can't understand that these kind of tournaments, when you're away from your own country with your teammates for however long, it's part of your development. And there were three mm. Arsenal players there. So I didn't see them. Hines, Willock, and uh, uh, I'm not sure if you're pronouncing it right, Mavididi. They all played um, at least twice out of the, the three games. Um, I've no idea how they played because I didn't see the games. But mm. it just, I just find it astonishing that the FA still have their head in the sand about yeah. this. Why don't they force the clubs to release it? And what makes it worse is Oxford didn't even feature on the bench for West Ham during this. So it wasn't as if West Ham are losing a, a yeah. player from their first team. Ridiculous. Yeah, that is... That is no, I agree. Rant but do you think if we, had a, if we had like a player... If we had Reese Oxford and he was playing... And he say he was playing for us and then, we, and then they wanted to take him to that tournament. I mean, probably as fans of Arsenal, we'd probably be annoyed, wouldn't we? Yeah, I think uh, probably, but um, if he was a regular starter... Right, sure. But there are very few 17-year-olds that you can no. say that. Even Wilshire wasn't a regular yeah, starter. Sure. Fabregas wasn't at 17. No. Not a regular starter. That is true. That is interesting. And how was, how was Chile then? Uh, it's okay. I mean, <laughs> it's a very, very safe country. Um, people are great. They're football mad. Everywhere I've been in South America, that's the case. Um, and the final was won by, it was an all-African final, Nigeria beat Mali in the final, and Nigeria have got a couple of players uh, who will be in the Premier, I'll be amazed if they're not in the Premier League in, within two years. Wow, interesting, cool. Interesting. Is, it a, um, is it a fascist dictatorship, or is it like a, a communist, do you know? The politi- I'm just fascinated what, now. Chile? What, Chile? Yeah, the Chilean political situation, Josh. You get the kind of feeling it was fascist or communist. Oh, okay. I think, um, Maybe it's just like... Well, I think since uh, Pinochet, like it's all David, changed. Yeah, it? okay. Yeah. I'll find out. Yeah. 
Just interesting. So maybe they've got like the, equivalent of, the Chilean equivalent of David Cameron in charge. <laughs> Who knows? Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk about um, the next game in the special extra little bonus podcast. Friday bonus podcast. So it's uh, thanks to everyone, I guess, for, for coming forward at this point. It certainly is thanks to everyone for coming. And are we back at the same time next week, Josh? We are indeed, where we'll, of course, hopefully have three points against Norwich. Totally. Thanks very much. Bye. Thank you. Bye. This is a Playback Media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.